Hello and welcome to Biz Vision with Alaska Tracy. Thank you for joining episode three. We are finishing up our series of Finding Your Purpose. I have a very special guest today that I am going to introduce in, in a moment. I am just thrilled that you're here and hope that you are finding your purpose, that you found your purpose, that you realize it's the keystone to leading a rich, successful life. So my guest today is David Jensen, and he is the owner of Patography. I met David, oh, probably, I said 15 years ago before when I was talking to you, but I, I've been in Alaska 20 years, so I'm thinking it's probably closer to 18 years. Uh, I had a dog business, as I mentioned in episode one, and really got to know David then, and then David filmed my, uh, or took photos, and that's his old, how old is that cloth that's chiming right now? Probably about 225 years ago. <laughs> that was a good introduction it's for me to stop talking. and been around the block. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome, David. Can you just tell us about your business? And Thank you, Alaska Tracy. I really appreciate being here, and hi, everybody. <laughs> Uh, I am David Jensen, and I own Alaska Petography, a business I created in 1989. I was born in Fairbanks, Alaska in 1957, about a year before statehood, something I'm very proud of and uh, definitely a feather in my cap. And that by itself has helped develop who I am and what my purpose is all about, and we'll go into that a little bit later, I'm sure. Yeah. Well... What a, what a journey you have had, and I've gotten to watch and experience for the last 15, 18 years and, and watch your business change and grow, and, and you've, you've published two books? Two books so far, and we have two more coming this year. The first book was called It's Important to Pause, and it's an eclectic collection of books focusing on some of my favorite pictures uh, from over the years just about every animal you can imagine, but I always say I've never photographed at all because something new is going to come through the day, uh, through the studio the next day. Uh, but that was the first book, and I think it was very well received, a uh, coffee table book. The second was called When Age Has No Leash, and it focuses on senior dogs, which are a passion that my wife and I share. We adopt dogs who are 10 years and older, sometimes as uh, senior as 14 years and older, who have been cast aside. And those uh, seniors uh, come with a lot of emotional challenges, but there's nothing more rewarding than bringing a senior dog in and giving it the best last years of its life. Ah, oh, that just gives me God bumps. Uh, um, that segues into Really, what is your purpose? And maybe if you can just explain how you found your purpose. I know my purpose has sort of ebb and flowed and changed over the years, of, as I've mentioned uh, in episode one. Uh, one time my purpose was to make a lot of money, and I found that really was not 
rich and fulfilling in my life, although I thought I was rich. <laughs> I paid a lot of taxes. Um, so, so how did you find, find your purpose and what is your purpose? I think that the first moment that I discovered that a person can have a purpose was in the mid 60s. I went down to Florida with my sister to visit with my grandparents in Hialeah, Florida. And that's when they told me after we get off the plane, well, you're gonna be here for about a week and a half, then we're driving the VW van back up to Alaska. Well, that's a long trip. That's a five, 6,000 mile trip in a VW van with your grandma and grandpa. <laughs> and uh, it was okay until we got to right about the start of the Alcan Highway, which is also called or more known now probably by the Alaskan Highway. And we were coming up, it was quite rainy and cars were going off the road. The road was about, oh, you know, a, a lane and a half wide at the time. And nothing was paved, it was all dirt and mud. And I noticed that there were cars who were sticking with us. There were cars behind, there were cars, nobody was passing, no one was in a hurry, and I learned why. And that was because cars would go off the road, you'd lose a tire, your car would break down, the antifreeze. Well, traveling in Alaska, or to Alaska at the time, the best way was to travel with people who would stick with you in your little pod as you're driving either up to Alaska or down from Alaska because you develop this instant community of people that you didn't even know who were driving in front of or behind. And people would always stop and help if they saw you pull off. Even if you're okay, they'd stop, they'd roll the window down and, and say, everything okay? Or if they saw your VW van like we were in, and I think it was about a 64 VW van, uh, and they would, we went off the road. My, my grandma uh, took over from my grandpa. He had been driving for a couple of days oh. straight. And it wasn't more than an hour after she took the wheel where we just slid right off the road into a ditch. And lo and behold, there were three, four other cars and families there to help us get back out of the ditch, uh, put the VW back up right again, and we were all back on the road again until everybody got to real pavement again in, in, uh, in the Anchorage area. So Jeez. that was my first experience with not only purpose and helping others, but also a sense of community. Ah. So a sense of community that leads into your business. And I believe by being a sense of community, you give back a whole ton. Um, one of the organizations that you give back to is Friends of Pets. And can you tell how that, and that really ties into your purpose. It does. I created the business, as I mentioned before, in 1989, and it was a passion. It was something I really wanted to give a try. You know, it was a skeptical thing. A lot of folks said, oh, that's kind of interesting. Nobody's doing this anymore, and, uh, or nobody's doing this at all, rather. And it was a big risk. Going into business is a huge risk. So I thought, let's go ahead and give this a try. Uh, portraits of people and their animals. It wasn't more than six months when somebody approached me from Friends of Pets, a volunteer, and said, would you be interested in taking photographs of dogs who are at the local shelter so that we can put them in the Anchorage Times and the Anchorage Daily News? And the goal was to try to bring those faces out to the public more, because at that time we had few rescue organizations. And 
people were afraid to go to the pound. They didn't want to adopt cats and dogs uh, by going to the pound because they wanted to bring them all home. And it really scared people. So the goal was bring the dogs and cats and their photos one at a time, one each week, and we called it Pet Patrol. Uh -huh. And it's a program that's still going strong today. And I think since we started in 1989, Alaska Tracy, we have photographed more than 2,000 dogs who have all found homes and cats oh, yeah. and forever homes and, and they've made families complete. It's just, if we had to do it all over again and only one dog found a home, it would still be worth it to me because just to see the joy and the love that comes from uniting a family with an animal companion is worth all of it. Man, that is, that's so inspirational. Um, it wasn't a mistake to ask you to do this interview. I love that. I feel like when I am living my purpose, that people appear in, in my path, in my life, in my business, that are just, they're signs of that I'm doing the right thing, that I, that I am living my purpose. And, and I'm sure you believe in that too. Um, I really do. And, and, and I relate so much to animal companions and just talking to you, I know some of the uh, struggles you've gone through with your baby dog and having a, a tripod dog, which actually is a quite an exclusive and unique club to be a part of. And it's something that you're, uh, new and exploring, relatively new, uh, but to, to meet little tripod dogs around town, it's just, they're like magnets. They draw you to them because, oh my gosh, look at you. And then and, and people are going to say, what's your dog's name? You can say Xena. And, and, and it's just, what a remarkable adventure you're on right now with, with her. It, uh, it doesn't feel that way today, but um, unfortunately right now, uh, Eddie is not the center of attention. He's the little corgi. We have a corgi pit bull 65 pounder and he's always been the main focal point when we are out and about and now it's, uh, oh, what happened to her? I mean, she's getting all the all the accolades so well yeah and you know i remember photographing eddie with little bow ties and suits on and stuff but before we started our conversation today you mentioned something and and i try not to make too many connections and overdoing it as far as how dogs feel and if they're human emotions or not but something struck me and it really resonated with me and that was that you mentioned how xena can't really overdo it right now. She's trying to build her muscles equally around her body. But yet, you know, you have your community and your family with the humans, and then you also have the community that Eddie's there, and somehow you've got to believe that Eddie knows part of his job and part of his purpose is to help Zena. And he's doing that by playing with a toy and helping exercise her. And sometimes it just think, it probably comes across, well, they're just playing. But maybe not. Maybe there's something else going on, and Eddie has his purpose, which is beyond the purpose that he originally has been giving to your family. He has a new purpose now, too. Yeah, that's fantastic. Oh, I'm sitting here crying, guys. 
Sorry. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> Shake it off, Tracy. I know. <laughs> Bay animals are such a great reminder for me to remember what my purpose is and my my primary purpose is to be of service to others. And then when I'm of service to others, I get to be kind and loving to everybody, mostly the critters. When I'm not kind and loving to others and when I'm wrapped up in myself and selfishness, I don't wanna go for a walk. <laughs> I don't wanna move my head from the computer. So they're just great reminders. Do, you find that your when you hit a bump in the road, um, as life always throws us bumps. Not always, but sometimes throws us bumps. How do how do you find that you remain on track with your purpose? I was going to answer the question with my answer, and then I backed up. Well, I'd like to, I'd like to hear that answer as well. For me, I have two personas. One is public, somewhat what I'm sharing right now, but at the same time, it's sharing who I really am. But I also have the private, uh, and that's, I'm sure everybody has that. When you go home and you're sitting down and you start thinking through the day, and you know, sometimes you carry a lot of emotional things because especially in what I work with with senior dogs and we we see losses happen and and I have to be strong just like someone's veterinarian or a doctor you have to be strong and you have to be very forthright and we're gonna do this we're gonna do this but you get home and you just kind of think oh that was a tough day or perhaps I have somebody come in and they had kind of a traumatic day, or maybe my wife calls me and she says, you know, we had a really rough day. Someone came and they were really mean to me. I turn that around. If I have anything in any kind of negative space that affects me, I make it my mission the next day to go out randomly and touch somebody else in a positive way. So I try to balance it out. If there's something negative happening, I do my very best. Sometimes my wife Carol has to remind me, and you turn it around. And I, everybody needs reminders sometimes. Turn it around, do something for somebody else, make your commitment that the very next day, they may not even know what happened to them. You're going to do something that's going to change someone else's life, even if it's for a few moments to make them smile that day. Bingo. Boom. That seems to be the theme not only with these three podcasts that I've done with people that are living rich, meaningful, successful, however you want to define success lives, that seems to be the forefront is to get out of oneself and do for another. And I had a, a gal say to me today, she was stuck in, in a lot of self-pity and fear and say, yeah, but you're different. You're outgoing. And it's a persona at times. Uh, I mean, we live in a cabin up in the woods. I left my own devices. I oftentimes would rather just be alone. I, you know, spend a lot of time alone. So I think it's humanism. I mean, it's not my normal go-to to reach out and help others. But I know when I'm doing that, I get this amazing life. And it sounds like 
it's a similar theme. <laughs> it's so it's so easy to do, and it becomes a part of your human nature that you don't really even have to think about it. It's who I am. I don't expect other people to be anything close to who I am, but everybody has an opportunity to affect somebody else. And I think that that's one of the things that we can turn around from the old pioneer days when we would travel in pods to help each other. It doesn't have to be any different than today. It sounds very Pollyanna and very woohoo, yeah, it's so easy, it sounds so easy. But you know, um, we're not gonna stop and bring a halt to the problems in the world, but we're sure gonna make the ride a lot easier along the way on that highway. Exactly. And when I'm choosing to say, yeah, but, yeah, but you're a success because, yeah, but look at them, things come easy for them. Yeah, but it separates me. Yeah. It makes me unique. And then mm -hmm. it separate. it closes me off from, no, we're, we're all just the same. And, and it is work. Some days it's a lot of work to, motivate to do your business or to be kind and loving to your spouse or you know I mean for me it is anyways you know I mean some days it's it's just plain hard <laughs> you know uh, but by doing those random acts of kindness and doing them over and over and over and over it becomes a lot easier. Well it is and it helps me live with myself for sure because you know uh, uh, pardon my language, but I screw up a lot of stuff mm -hmm. and I'm very aware. I'll wake myself up at three in the morning, not get back to sleep until the next night uh, and just go through the next day a little bit sleepy thinking, okay, what can I do to fix that? And maybe I can't fix that, but I can sure improve myself when I know that maybe I didn't say something right or I said something out of place. Um, hopefully that won't happen here in this podcast because I want Alaska Tracy followers to continue following. I'll just smack you. Yeah. <laughs> Hit the delete key or something. <laughs> so, so uh, you know, we are all full of imperfections, but we certainly have uh, the chance every morning we wake up to, to do something good. So that leads us into really the last question. What words of wisdom would you give to listeners about finding your purpose, living your purpose, and how it succincts with business and then living a, a rich, meaningful life? I think in my work, in working as a photographer, I get to know people in a very special way. I rarely will snap a photograph until I find that I know something or some things about a person. And that requires me to dig. And say I have a high school senior boy coming in for a senior portraits and mama's already told me ahead of time, well, he's kind of introverted. I don't know if you're gonna get him to smile or not. You know, that's my job is sometimes I have to be a little bit kind of, uh, uh, clown-like in ways or, or, or turn to kind of different kinds of humor, but I will dig, I'll find out what kind of car does he drive? What's his favorite? You know, I've had folks who, parents who've been sitting in one of my sessions before and they'll come to me afterwards and they'll say, 
I never knew he was talking about going out to California for college. I never knew anything about that. I mean, it's, inter it's amazing how somebody will open up and talk to you about things that maybe they haven't even had a chance to talk to somebody else about. So I guess what my point is, is sometimes the best thing you can do is to ask somebody questions about themselves, not just, hey, how you doing? But actually say, so what are you doing these days? Uh, what's going on at work? Are you still at, uh, at the plumbing shop there? What, what are you, what's going on? Or, or how's your dog? That's always a good yeah. one. I always remember dog's name before I remember people's names. It's just, a, I think, a, not necessarily fault, but a quality. But it's so easy to ask somebody a little bit more detailed information and let them talk a little bit about themselves and talk about yourself too. But let other people talk and explore. That's, that's a lot. That's good. That's good. If you're if you're not in Alaska and, and you don't know David, uh, I'll just share a little tidbit. I was going to ask it, ask David how people can find him in the community in in Anchorage, and I'm not sure outside of Anchorage. I would assume so. David has many of his photographs uh, in hospitals. Um, I was at pet emergency the other day and sitting with Zena and photos of, of beautiful, happy, fun, loving dog. There was a cat on a dog's head that I stared at for about an hour uh, as I was sitting there for three hours. And they're not artwork that you might see other places where people have artwork and then they have a little tag of buy this. It's, it's to lighten the mood and you can explain that a little bit more. We were just talking about that, how your, your photos are displayed in various places. Well, you know, your recent experience to see some of those was at Pet ER with one of your uh, sweet puppy dogs. And uh, sorry about the, we're in a noisy little business area. My studio is located <laughs> in South Anchorage and it, it, sometimes uh, we have a lot of traffic. So and we have a new mic and it picks up everything. <laughs> Love this mic. Alaska Tracy won't let me sing a song, and there's a reason for that. Even a good mic's not going to make that bad. So, you know, uh, Pet Emergency, uh, Cancer Center, Providence Heart Center, different doctor's offices, those aren't the most pleasant places to go to because, number one, somebody's hurting. Number two, it's probably going to dig deep into your wallet. Those are two things flowing against you, and you're not even thinking about that part initially. But, you know, when you're in that kind of a place, and say you're with Aunt Shirley, and you're at the Cancer Center or the Heart Center, and you have the family gather around because you have to go in for an MRI or a CAT scan or a blood test, you name it. I try to put things up on walls at places, not to market my business, but to affect other people in a way that's going to be tangible, that's going to be real, that gives them something to think about, to talk about, other than institutional art you usually see just about at every place uh, you go to. Um, and everybody's had a dog or a cat in their lives or a friend who had one that you just really remember. So I try to put as much up on the walls that's going to give somebody something to talk about. It's a distraction. It's something that's going to bring a smile, a great memory, that you don't have to talk about the x-rays and, and all those other things. So it's a simple thing. Uh, uh, my book projects help pay for that. Uh, that's the specific reason I publish, is to help fund community outreach programs like that. So uh, 
by doing that, I know that there are many people who I've never met and never will who are enjoying the pictures on the wall and it's making something more pleasant that wouldn't necessarily have been that way. Yes, you are. You are a true giver of the community of, you're just uh, uh, inspiration. You really are. I, I was going to ask how people can find you, um, but I'm going to put all your links uh, on the show notes and where people can buy your book. I'll put the link for your books. Uh, David's on Facebook. You have a website. I'll put everything on the show notes. Okay. And nobody else could do that better than you. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's see how this recording sounds when we get through. <laughs> I feel like I'm on the Dave Letterman show or Ellen DeGeneres or something here because it's this big, beautiful mic. And I'm like, yeah, let's, let's start doing some karaoke now. I know. I should post a, I've, I've been taking photos as we're sitting here talking with this big, huge mic. Yeah. <laughs> well, I thank each and every one of you for joining in to podcast number three. Hope that you are inspired. If you felt stuck before, maybe you're inspired to find your purpose. Um, go out and help somebody do good, or, or maybe you're just uplifted from these. I, I hope that that was what you, what you got from finding your purpose. I believe it really is the foundation in any business is to have a purpose, uh, a why, because there are going to be bumps that appear. And, and if your why is big enough to get you out of bed, then you're, you're doing good. So also look on the show notes, on the bottom of the show notes for your weekly freebie that will be attached and join in next week for podcast number four. Thank you so much. Over and out from Alaska, Tracy. Thank you, David. Forgot to thank you. Gosh, how rude of me. Thank, thank you, you, David yeah. Jensen, for joining in today. Thanks much appreciated. And hugs to Zena and Eddie. Thank you. Goodbye, everybody. <laughs>